Hi everyone, my name is Virgin, aka Gigi. My name is Victoria. And this is Mika. And this is A Word So, how's everybody doing? Doing well. Getting fat. Mm. Or yeah, but you're pregnant, so that's okay. No. Yeah, I suppose. Awesome. Yeah, I'm doing good. So, um, I guess. Mika, there's something in your back. Oh, this is the cicada. So, um, we have. I'm sitting in my um back porch. Uh, it's it's. I have screened in porch, but you can clearly hear the cicadas and occasionally the crows and birds and maybe a dog here and there. So <laughs> apologies in advance. <laughs> you have like a whole farm over there. Yeah. I live in the wilderness. <laughs> And maybe the wind. The wind is coming now. Oh, wow. You sound like, like a Disney movie. Oh my god, I got Pocahontas vibes. Right. Like, um, and, and like, you know, wake Same. you up in the morning with chirps and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So today we are going to talk about um, what it means to be kidnapped. But basically, um, this I got inspired because remember when Megan the Stallion got shot? Mm. Yeah. And there was this reality show star, Drea. She made this stupid comment. Um, she was like, oh, I wish somebody would love me like that. I feel like, you know, they were probably in some lover's tryst. And like, she was like, like, turned on by this like yeah she was like 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 um turned on by this this uh this violence you know like i think people like her equate possessiveness to love or whatever right like like almost like if uh that's why i thought like of kidnap like when like um like that stockholm syndrome like the person who kidnaps you doesn't necessarily love you they don't like can they don't take you because they want you they take you because they can you know it's like a power thing you know and like yeah, so it, I understand what she said was a joke, but it still romanticizes abuse. And that's why I was just like, oh no, I'm gonna bring this to the table. I'm gonna bring this to the table. <laughs> so, so what I wanna talk, oh God. I was gonna say, did she compare um, the situation with um, Megan and uh, what's his name? Tori. Tori Lane. Yeah, did she compare it to Bobby and Whitney? Maybe did she? I, like I want to say she did. I think I remember her saying like, "Oh, that's that Bobby and Whitney love or something like yeah. that." I think she said yeah. something like that. Yeah, that Bobby and Whitney love was toxic. Yeah, it lasted a long time, but it was toxic. Okay, right. Just because you have longevity doesn't mean that it wasn't any. It wasn't, it wasn't bad for you. Mm -hmm. We've been together for fourteen years. Yes, fourteen miserable years. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like, and just, why would you even compare like why would you even think that that type of abuse equates to love like what is wrong with you and, and I'm not calling her an idiot but like maybe she just has this type of perception of love maybe that's what she grew up around I don't know but that girl needs therapy to think that that's something that you would want like you want a man to hurt you 
if you try to leave is sick. Yeah. And if we're being honest, she's not an anomaly. She's not like, you know, this one outlier. And so there are a lot of women that equate possessiveness, like that that crazy, like, oh, now you're mine, where you're going, da 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 They equate that to love. Like, oh, he can't get out. He needs to run. He needs to get out. Are you okay? Hey, like, blink twice if you need to get out. So I wanted to, in the um, natural courses of relationships, you know, like relationships are not always perfect. Where does it draw the line between natural anger? Because, you know, if we're talking about this situation, like that particular situation of a man being possessive over you or whatever, right? Where do we draw the line between natural anger that everyone experiences and abuse? Like where, 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 you know, where do we draw that line? I mean, really, some people don't know how to tell the difference. That like this is natural anger, and like, girl, he needs therapy. He is abusive. First of all, I think for one, if you're if you have control issues, like or issues controlling your anger, and you own a gun, like I feel like people who have those issues should not be gun owners. That's one. And two is if everyone gets angry, but you have to learn to control your anger. You don't act out and react irrationally um, because you could have killed me. Because that's a deadly weapon. And if he didn't have a gun, God knows what he would have done instead with that rage like would he have like physically gotten up and like use his hands on her i don't mm-hmm. know so i think it's just you draw the line at i'm angry and i can yeah people you can get mad and maybe like raise your voice and things like that and even that like if you're gonna call people out of their names or um, Right, and use abusive language, it do, it's not any better. I think it, it comes down to, can you control, can you, in the moment that you're angry, can you control your anger and not feed into the rage? Which I think, I don't know what um, Meg and Tory Lanez was like arguing about. I don't know if that came out. Um, but whatever it was, like, it doesn't warrant her getting shot. Mm-mm. Nobody deserves that. And like, it, had, it, made, it does not matter what they were arguing about. He could have been, he could have been, they, I don't even care if they were arguing about the fact that, I don't know, somebody had cancer and Megan was like, so what? Like, you know, like, I'm just trying to think of the most offensive thing somebody could say. could have said. I'm sorry. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And um, I just think, I think it's physical, like there, there's no excuse for someone putting their hands on you. No excuse. It's so funny. I was actually watching um, that marriage boot camp show and I saw Ooh, one that guy. That was on my school. Yes, go ahead. Oh my God. This guy, his name is Rado. And um, I don't know if you know Tahiri um, Mika, but she used to date Joe Budden. And they were like on Love and Hip Hop or whatever the case is. But like she's married now, I, I think, because it's a marriage boot camp show. So um, 
this but her her husband literally put his hands on her on tv like she said something that i guess triggered him and he literally jumped her i was just like in shock like at, in shock and did any of the other men on set do anything they were like whoa i mean I don't know if the, I, I think it was such a shocking moment. Everybody was like, "What?" And then someone did. Didn't one of the guys come in? The the host of the show was like, "No, nah, you can't do that." What's wrong with you? Oh right, yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't watch the show, but I saw the clip, mm-hmm. and when I saw it. I was like, "How?" And I don't know. Was it live? I don't know if that show. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like that can be live. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, like, how? How do you? In front, because they, they had an audience too, right? Mm. No. I see the point you're making, yes. Yeah, in front of an audience, around other people, oh. this is what you dared do to her. So what do you do when it's just the two of you? And you saw her reaction, right? Was she, was she disheveled? Was she shocked? Was she surprised? She was like, mm, uh-huh. Just like a, she was like, mm. Yeah, and she she said that he never put his hands on her before, but I was like, that doesn't make lie. any sense. Yeah, if somebody were to grab my throat, I would be yelling. I'd be like, what? Did you lost your mind? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What? Yeah, this was not no, the first time. No, she was. Mm-hmm. Her reaction was way too calm. Yes, and also if you haven't done it, like. But whatever she said, I feel like was so, like, I don't know them or anything about either of them or the show. But to me, it wasn't like something like that was so, again, no matter what she said, it should not let your rage take you to, to the point where you would choke her out in front of the world or just behind closed doors. It's not okay. Like, I, yeah, that, that was just like, what? Yeah, it's not the first yeah. time. Sorry. For mm-hmm. sure, for sure. And I just think if anyone ever gets physical with you, you gotta run. And you and I feel like you gotta pick up on those things in small um scenarios. Like if you see that he has an anger issue or she has an anger issue and it's like a you know, it's like these little red flags, like you gotta pick up on that and yeah. just know that this I can't do do with this and I and I have to leave. Like there should be no reason somebody should be getting that upset. And you know, our the word says, you know, be slow to anger. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, it just, that being slow to anger, it just helps you, you know, assess the situation. Cause like you said, Mika, everybody gets angry. I get angry. Everyone gets angry, but how do you deal with it? And like, how do you think, think it out before you take action? Mm-hmm. Like that's really important. So that's a level of maturity right there, you know, cause like children get angry and throw temper tantrums and, you know, do whatever I want. Order, right but like a wise right. man like a, a fully realized like um adult will be like all right i can't just wild out like you know i feel violated woosah mm-hmm. breathe and stuff like that so and i love the fact that you brought up men or women because if we're honest if we're honest women can be abusive too that's a little bit more normalized because our punches don't hurt like you know people People um, downplay our abuse, but it's still wrong. Like, just because, like, a man's not crying in the corner, it's about, oh, oh like, you know, it's still wrong, you know? So abuse can be, abuse doesn't have, like, a gender, you know? It's just someone who takes, who 
I don't know how to how to really explain abuse, but like basically they take out their their emotions on you in a way that is not okay, you know? Whether it's and verbally like, or physically. There's so many types of abuse. There's emotional abuse, there's financial abuse, there's sexual abuse, there's so many types identify it realize it's wrong get out okay don't normalize it oh this is just how we are this is how he loves me or how she loves me no get out like this like this person is not loving you they are they have their own trauma that they need to work through but they're like you know taking it out on you or something like that so um i did want to talk about the cycle of abuse because what what uh people like Drea or like you know well let's not put names but like what people who romanticize abuse or abusive behavior what we don't realize is that it's not always bad it's not always like that person comes home and it's a dark cloud and stuff like that you have like the honeymoon phase and then you have like the build-up phase that we normalize and then like that abuse phase like that abusive incident we kind of push it over, uh, we push it under the rug because it's like, oh, he's not always like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> let, let's pay attention to that, that, uh, that incident, okay? Like, we, we pay attention to the honeymoon phase. Like, the honeymoon phase comes after the abusive incident because, you know, that person is sorry. They're, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me give you this. Let me give you that. Uh, uh. They're, they're showing you, the, you know, all the, the stuff that made you fall in love with them in the first place, sort of, right? And then you have, like, the build-up phase where you're, like, walking on eggshells. We, we normalize those two parts of the relationship, like, this is part of the relationship. And then when the abusive explosion, the abusive explosion happens, we either, like, make it seem like it's normal part of it, like, oh, you girl, you know, that's how he gets, da 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 whoop-whoop, or whatever, right? Like, like we really brush that under push that under the rug like it's not something that we should you know like it's not a red flag to get out you know like mm -hmm. we need to get out yeah it's like we hold on to that one moment of like oh yeah we were so in love and you know he was so kind girl that was 10 years ago that was 10 years ago <laughs> like why are you <laughs> Like, why are you holding on to that when his pattern is literally, or she, is literally being abusive to you? And I, I just find it interesting that people get kind of addicted to it. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, that's actually, um, because I feel like, uh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Because toxicity can be contagious, order, right? Like, the way the enemy uses your abuser, abuse, abuse, abusive people were usually abused. Like they don't, they didn't just wake up in the morning like, you know what, I feel like hurting some people. Like, no, no, they were usually abused. And like, I feel like, like when people say generational curses, mm. I feel like we can put abuse in that because look at R. Kelly, somebody who sexually abuses people. Yes. He was sexually abused or whatever, right? So it's like people who are quote unquote addicted to these abusive relationships, toxicity can be contagious. So it's like, you're with somebody who makes you feel um, either they're financially abusing you, they're taking all your money, or they're like emotionally abusing you, they're making you cry, they're just like a mean person, you know, like they're like, like getting on you about your weight, or you know, like they're just making you feel, it's, I don't know how to say it, but it's just like, I'm not saying every relationship needs to be perfect, but it shouldn't get to the point where we normalize hurt, or we we associate 
hurt with like passion or something like that like 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 oh no no like there there's reason to it and stuff like that so it's like i feel like the enemy creates these generational curses or whatever right so he makes he abuses people so you can be abusive to other people or yourself like you're finding other relationships just like Mm -hmm. the 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 guy who hurt you like 10 years ago because you you want to be in this cycle all you know is this cycle so either you put yourself in abusive relationships or you then become an abuser so you continue the cycle yeah Yeah, and i think um to hear you said she was in an abusive relationship before i remember her saying that Wow. No, I mean, I was going to bring it back to, um, like, marriage. I think that, what's the girl's name? Tahiri? Or the lady's name? Mm-hmm. So she, for example, she's married to this guy. I think that in marriage... I think that's um, dating, honestly. I think marriage boot camp opens it up to, like, people who are just dating. Because Hazelie's on that show. I don't know. She's gonna- like, they just, they open oh. it up for anybody. I could be on that show. Anybody could be on that show. <laughs> well, but I think in general, like, when, to me, like, for me, I'd rather be miserable and single than miserable mm. in, in a relationship or miserable and married. Because if I'm, if I'm, like, going through, like, I don't know, an emotional depression or whatever... I don't know if emotional depression is a term. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But if I'm if I'm going through that and like and it's the cause the root cause of it is my relationship. Like, why am I in it to make myself suffer? Um, like, I'd rather just be by myself, figure my emotions out, figure myself out. And just be alone and if i get into another relationship i do if i don't like it's fine mm. i don't know it's just mm-hmm. like to me it's not worth sacrificing your um personal well-being just for the sake of staying in a marriage or in a long-term relationship because i think sometimes some people they're like well i already give i already gave five years of my life to this so you know why would i start over with somebody mm-hmm. else and that somebody else could just be putting me through the same thing that this guy's putting me through. At least I know what to expect. Like people make excuses for themselves, but it's really like you really got to snap out of that mental space because it's not healthy for you to be um, in a space like that, whether it's a just like dating relationship, engagement or marriage, like in, in any instance, I don't think that it's okay. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you. I think, um, man, I almost lost my point. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that you should definitely take the time to, like, if you're in an abusive relationship, I think it's time for you to think about why are you in this? Like, what about your self-worth or value that you don't appreciate or, like, you don't see the value in yourself to be by yourself like what is it about those relationships that you feel like you have to be in it you know what I mean like do you validate yourself through relationships like do you validate your life by your status as in a relationship you know what I mean like and like you were saying Mika it's like it's better for you to be like lonely and with God than 
with someone and miserable. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like I, I, I think it's time that somebody needs to take time to be like, okay, why am I in this relationship? And what's the reasoning behind it? And it's, it's like, they feel like the reasoning behind it might be out of desperation or like, you know, you put value in the wrong things, you know? And for some reason, as you guys were talking, I was thinking about um, the woman at the well. For some reason, I don't know why, but she came in my head. But, you know, um, in that story in the Bible, like, she was kind of, like, good with just having mad husbands. Like, I think that was, like, her fifth husband. Like, I'm sorry. The guy she was with wasn't even her husband. <laughs> but she yeah, was just happy with this little, like, sleeping huh? around with different husbands, the different people and maybe some of them were married to other women mm -hmm. and that's no shade to her like obviously you know she just needed you know needed more um like guidance on like where she stood you know like she didn't need to be in all those relationships i guess but like i felt like she was content with that water like you know when jesus came to her and was like yo like you sure you want that water or do you want this this, this water that's gonna be like everlasting life like you know, and I think a lot of people are just content with their little water. Like, I'm content with being in this relationship, even though I know I'm miserable. And it's like, no, you don't have to be. And you can be okay by yourself. Like, you know, just spend more time with God and, and try to, you know, talk to him and reveal it. And he'll reveal to you, like, what it is that you need to work on. Because even in that situation, it was like, he was like, <laughs> Jesus kind of was like, you know, Jesus is mad blunt. So he was like, go get your husband. And she was like, mm, I don't really have one. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I know that's not your man. <laughs> he was like, you know, um, he was like, basically like kind of revealing to her like what it is that you're standing on. And I think that um, you can apply that today. Like, what is it that you need to work on in your life that Jesus can help you with? I, I don't know if you're going to cover this, Vicky, and I'm sorry if I'm interjecting, but I have a question. Like, I think when you, when I think about abusive relationships, there's a victim in there, whether it's the man or the woman, right? Um, and even if, because life in general is full of up and ups and downs, how do you identify, like, what's, what steps can, I guess, can we highlight some steps that people can take to sort of identify that they are in an abusive relationship. Because wow. sometimes, like, if you're getting punched mm -hmm. in the face, you know you're getting abused. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's, like, the subtleties or, like, those little nuance or emotional abuses or financial abuse and um, mm -hmm. or even sexual abuse sometimes where, like, how do you identify that you're in that toxic relationship? That is a whole topic on its own because that is you a lot of times we I feel like we normalize things that are not okay like I remember when Trump was first uh, running for president somebody was like oh yeah you know he raped his wife right and I was like oh but you can't rape your wife like that yes you can yes you can I feel like we don't even realize like what some boundaries are like like yeah. That is a whole topic in itself. Like, I, I would love to just research Maybe what like, that looks like. Yeah, like a follow-up mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. yeah, like being the, like, how do you know that you're a victim of 
an abusive like um uh r kelly's wife uh i think i think his name, her name is andrea she said on the you know surviving r kelly like there was one point she got she got to the point that she was just you know so depressed like she felt like she needed to take care of her baby and she was like something just told her to just look up how do you know you're in an abusive relationship and like it was all these series of questions and she answered like yes to every question it was kind of like basically like girl you're in an abusive relationship i don't know what she looked up but i'm assuming there are you know different um things you can use to like know or like different um just different things that can help you to figure that out but I don't know. I think um, you also need to know what you'd be okay with tolerating. Because maybe something, let's just say if it's like, you know, it's not as excessive of being of being physically hurt, but let's just say if there's, there's something that, I don't know, is a deal breaker for me, but not a deal breaker for you. So um, I think it goes back to, again, like knowing yourself and the things that you're okay with. Some people are okay with getting hit. Doesn't mean it's okay. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about physical, not physical. Oh, I mean, even, like, I, like, even if, like, um, somebody calling you names, I don't know. Or but, like, okay, she cheating. Cheating, cheating sometimes is a deal breaker for some people. Sometimes it's not. Yeah, okay. So, uh, that, I guess that's, hmm, I guess we do need to, I guess, dive into that into in, in another episode. But I would be mm-hmm. interested in exploring what makes, like, how do you define that? And for people who where it's not like blatantly uh, obvious, like how do you identify, I guess, toxicities within a quote unquote normal relationship? Mm. So I know we talked about like victimhood and stuff like that, but it's not, I feel like sometimes it's not always victimhood when it comes to abusive relationships, especially when it comes to black women, like mm. stress built from outside factors what we need to realize, especially as Black women, we is not our job to alleviate other people's stress. We are not the rehab centers for broken men. Like, I feel like a lot of women, we normalize, like, oh, girl, you know, he's just going through hard times, and da-da-da-da, woo-woo, da right? And it's like, we know that certain things are wrong, but we feel like we can change them. No. No, it is not your job to change them. And it's like when Kanye was, you know, bugging out and like I saw on Twitter, uh, it was trending, Kanye needs a black woman and stuff like that. Like it's like, it's like, why, why are we supposed to like take these broken men and like, you know, do so? If you are broken, do not be in a relationship. Fix yourself first. It is okay. If you, if you have like, you know, um, issues that you need to deal with you know you need therapy and this that and that. you don't need a girl you don't need a woman like oh i need a woman to help me with my issue no you do not because all you're gonna do is put her through the ringer you're gonna t- take yeah. a, like like years of her life you're gonna stress her out because she's trying to fix you and stuff like that for what it's i feel like yes you do have some women that romanticize abuse and then there are some women who feel like they can fix the abuse no yeah. both are wrong you know i agree right i forgot where i saw this quote but it was like um if you think you can change someone think about how hard it is for you to change yourself mm. and it was just like wow like there's no way like only god can do that only god mm. can make that change you can do it sis 
God is like, you gotta, you have to want it first. Like God, God gives us free will. Like He's not gonna just like zap and change you. Like you have to do the work too. You know, it's like it's, you have to want to change to change you. It starts with you. Like not your girl. You know, not your mom. Nobody else can change you but you. Yeah, I agree. I, I, um, as you guys were talk, as you were talking, Vicky, I, I remembered something I saw. Maybe it was like the shade room or something. I don't know. It was talking about that pastor, Pastor John Gray. <laughs> Did you see? Have you seen? Have you guys that seen that? That he is hilarious. If I was a writer for the Boondocks, he would be one of my characters because all he does is <laughs> on his wife and be like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> Yeah, so I would love, I guess, in our next episode to dive into that. Um, I did want to, I had a topic on my list about false, not false, I don't want to call that man a false prophet, but like, what do we do when our religious leaders fail us? You know, because they are human and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, what did this pastor do? So I think his latest, he's cheated on his wife before, I believe, and has confessed to it. Huh? (laughs) That's all out of, every time he's in the news, it's because he be cheating on his wife. That's all yeah. Uh, this latest one was um, a woman that had screenshots of their um, text messages back and forth to how, like, um, and not even just text messages, there's incriminating evidence where he's actually on FaceTime with her and she recorded it. Um, and he's. Yeah, she, yeah she, she's got the receipts. Um, she's compla- he's complaining about his wife not cooking. And then he, I think his son is in the backseat of the car. And then his son was, and then he asks his son, he's like, whatever, so-and-so, uh, what, what do we eat for dinner every day? And the son's like, pizza. And like, they're kind of talking, like he's kind of talking in a way of like, oh, you need to cook me dinner type of thing. And it's like, and then the same woman he invited to meet him in Mexico. And this is all during COVID, by the way. Um, And he invited her, uh, I think he invited her to his hotel room or something, wherever he was. And like, she never actually took action and followed through, but like you were opening the door to those things but i don't know we can we can dive into that like in another mm. episode, i cannot wait <laughs> yeah oh lord it's just the fact that he's a pastor that's so like he's a man first but i'm not even gonna don't don't get me started because we're gonna get there mm. <laughs> but um oh just to answer a question before i count i was looking it up as we we're talking sorry but um about like how to know if you're like in an abusive relationship i mean well i don't know if this would really answer it but there's like a little pie chart on this like hotline website and it says it has like power and control in the middle and it says physical and sexual violence and in the pie chart it's um using threats using intimidation and there's explanations for each i don't want to go into it but using threats using intimidation using emotional abuse using isolation minimizing and denying and blaming using the children using male privilege and using economic abuse so those are some of the things male privilege right yeah oh well treating her like a servant oh like we were just talking about this is treating her like a servant 
Um, yeah, I would love to explore yeah. that. I think, um, yeah, our next episode, we should, we should dive into that, identifying mm-hmm. uh, abusive relationships. So like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so like, oh, on, the back end, on the back end, like, um, say if your person got out, your your you got out, right? You know, mm-hmm. beginning of this episode, we were talking about what it means to be kidnapped. Say if you, you finally got out, you broke free, you know, you're, you're whatever. What is the difference between protecting yourself and then now hating men? Because like, right? Do you see where I'm going with this? All right, mm-hmm. like, when you've been through the fire, you've been through a really bad, like time, like bad relationship. How do you know when you're just protecting yourself, right? And like, oh girl, you just hate men. You 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 been through like, you like where where do we draw that line? You know? Yeah, I feel like when you get out of a traumatic situation, you really have to take time for yourself. Like we live in the microwave um, technology world where you want everything and answer now to everything, but you really got to take time to. Um, like figure out how did I get into this? How did I contribute to it? Not to say like to make excuses for the kidnapper or the abuser, Um, not at all, but like just to recognize, you know, your vulnerabilities and to position that into like, how do I heal from this? And how do I not project this experience onto other men that I meet because everyone's individually, um, like everyone's individually um, different. So you can't generalize this person's response in this situation and say, well, since, you know, so-and-so did this to me in the past, this new guy is going to do it too. Like, I think that's unfair to the new person. um, And it doesn't really help in the long run. So I think you just need to take time for self-healing and um before jumping into something else and really like make an effort not to project and that's easier said than done because we all draw from our past experiences to um yeah so i think it's it's a difficult thing but like therapy i think is an area to explore if you've been into like a traumatic if you've been through a traumatic experience like that like t- put the time in to find a therapist, find somebody to talk to, talk to your friends, like, you know, not friends that's going to judge you or put <laughs> out there, but like good people. Um, yeah. We have a minute left. Oh, oh, did you, did you want to add anything? No, I agree with Mika. I think it's a process and you can't just like, you know, like let yourself heal. So I think it's a process and you can't just expect to be healed right away. And, um, you know, I did hear, oh, there's only a minute left, but I did hear that rape victims do actually have an issue with like being around other people. Like they get scared, you know, just like that memory. But like you were saying, Nika, I completely agree with you. Just, um, you know, making it, giving yourself time to heal. Yeah. All right. So to close out that forgiving spirit in um, in a relationship, you know, like the, the stages of abuse, when you get to that honeymoon stage, let's not, we don't need to forgive him for, oh, you know, like when he comes with the gifts and like the, oh, I'm sorry that this happened. It's not, it's not like, you know, okay, you can forgive him and then still get out. 
girl, it's time to get out. <laughs> you can forgive him and get out because it's not okay. And that's it. Yeah. I Thanks everyone for tuning in. This is a word at the table. And then we'll talk more on abusive relationships. Yeah, I mean, we'll do a part two. Yeah. Yup. <laughs>